Alrighty, guys. Welcome to the second episode of the Digital Creators Podcast, um, where we interview creators, entrepreneurs, and uh, photographers. And we don't limit ourselves to that. We can talk <laughs> about whatever. But um, our guest today is Morgan Nesbitt. Uh, welcome, Morgan. How are you going? Thank you for having me. I'm very well. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. So... First off, can you like give it a bit of an introduction to yourself? Like, what's your kind of story? How did you get here to be a photographer, street photographer, creative? Um, so my story began as a say content creator photographer about three years ago. Um, I'm originally a mechanic by trade, and whilst I was a mechanic, I decided to uh, take a course in business and marketing and whilst I was doing that I just picked up a camera started just playing around with it and then it like most things just evolved from there to the point where I could have uh, I did I did resign from my full-time job as a mechanic and then transitioned into uh, being pretty much a full-time content creator and marketer nice that's kind of like a very like different industry and oh, being completely. in the car industry and then going in the creative industry. <laughs> like, man, that's kind of crazy. So, so you actually know your shit when it comes to cars. Like, you know how to fix them and yeah. do them up. Yeah, I've built my fair share of cars over the 11 years I was a mechanic because I, if you really want to go way back, my, when I was in high school, I, the only things I did do well at were things like art, computing, like stuff like that. I, didn't do well in anything else, but when I left high school, I didn't want to go to uni. I didn't want to go to TAFE because I hated sitting in a classroom listening to teachers telling me what to do. Yeah. So the natural, and I was into cars. I was always into cars. So it was just a natural progression for me once I left high school, just to go from straight to school, straight to an apprenticeship, and start working. And just during that time. Um, I guess the creative flair for, say, photography and, like, writing and stuff like that got dulled down quite a lot. It got, num- like, numbed. And so all my creative energy went into building cars. So that's what I did. Pretty much every second or third year, I would sell off the cars that I had, buy another car, build it, enjoy it, drive it, sell it, and then repeat process up until I decided to sort of get out of the mechanical industry and then into more of a creative industry. True. I guess, like, it is kind of creative building cars. I mean, yeah, what goes into that? Oh, he- heaps goes into it. Um, you have, it's just like taking a photograph. You can build the car however you want to build it. You can change, say, the interior how you want it, the exterior how you want it, the engine, the wheels. Ev- everything is... can be designed and created to what you envision the car to be just like taking a photo or video so yeah it's it's just that was my creative outlet those many years ago and did you start from like ground zero with your creative skills sort of thing yeah pretty much i never really touched a camera um or anything before that i like i played around with cameras just in a basic basic form because when i used to like skateboard and stuff like that I'd take little videos of like my mates and they'd take videos of me and pictures and stuff like that and I'd just do the general 
you know, snap a picture of your friends kind of thing. Nothing in the sense of a creative element. I was always interested in it, but just because how my career path was sort of made at that time, I just never went down it until my mind decided this is what I want to do. And yeah, so that that's yeah. How, how and like, what made you? What was kind of the kick um, to make you exit the motoring um, industry? I was just over it. I just I felt that I did what I wanted to do. I achieved what I wanted to do. I've done it long enough, and I just wanted more from life. I wanted. The, the goal, like, I didn't want to be caught into getting to work at 6 a.m. in the morning, finishing at 6 p.m., go home, you're tired to do anything, and then re- just keep repeating that till literally I'm grey, old, wrinkly, yeah. and have nothing. When there's a whole world of possibilities, I just didn't want to just trap myself to the one job or the one career I wanted, something that could provide me diversity in who I can interact with and who I can meet, uh, say, locations. I can work on my own time. I can always learn Feel something freedom, new. Pretty yeah, much. freedom. The goal was always freedom. The goal, that's that's always what it's been about, is just having time freedom to just do what I want to do, create what I want to create, and be who I want to be. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. And, um, like... Would you say your influences in your photography? I've seen like you listen to a lot of like punk music and like yeah. that sort of thing. Does that influence at all? Music's a very big influencer for me for everything um, because I don't just restrict myself to say taking photos. I obviously like I write like blogs and stuff like that. So music is one of a is a creative source. Once I sort of listen to music and I absorb the lyrics and I understand the story that's being told through the lyrics, I focus on the singer's tone of voice, I focus on the musical instruments and how they're being played. Even though I know nothing really about music, you know, you still get to, I still get told a story when I listen to it. Yeah. So I draw from everything that I listen to from punk rock music to hardcore to the blues to jazz to chill hop to everything and I just channel that into whatever it is I'm doing and I allow myself to completely feel the emotion that it invokes on me so if it's a sad song I just allow myself to be sad and depending if I'm out shooting or if I've just got a pen and paper in front of me I just allow that emotion to force the pen so yeah. to say, and I just write or I just take photos. Whatever I see through the viewfinder is completely depicted on how I'm feeling. Yeah, because I guess like with any art, whether it's like a painting or like graffiti art or like music, it's not, it's kind of about the emotion, like what the viewer or the listener feels. So well, in that way, it's similar. Emotion. Yeah. Like it's, I, I have a shirt that says depth of feeling over depth of field. Like you can yeah. have all the fancy camera bodies and the lenses and lighting and whatever it is that you that you can get your hands on but what's the point in all of that if you can't tell a story and stories come from emotion yeah 100 percent um so for me like looking at your brand with 
you've got like such a consistent brand with like your interest in punk rock and like um what else i'd say like maybe action hero superhero movies i've yeah. seen like and um even your blog posts like it's all your website your instagram it's all like so consistent i'd say like your personal brand so how how did you kind of get to that point was it all um you kind of had to it was like premeditated you have to plan it or did you like naturally just have it and then you're just like oh this is me sort of thing um i've always been like if anyone who's listening and watching has seen my instagram most of the stuff as you would know would be dark and moody grungy like all that sort of stuff um, I've been that way since high school. Like, I've still got my high school, like, folder where you put all your books in that you carry around to each class. And I've got, um, like, printouts of pictures of my favourite bands at the time and who I listen to now still. So, like, Murder Dolls, yeah. Wednesday 13, Rancid, Social Distortion, Black Flag, Slipknot, all those types of, like, I'm just littered with it. I've still got all my band <laughs> T-shirts that I used to wear from when I was even in high school and I still wear them to this day. So, um Really, I I would trace it back to the punk rock roots because I never really did see myself fitting in with the like my peers at school. Um, I had a couple of friends outside of school, but it's that punk rock culture of you know anti-establishment and anarchism and you know disrupting social order and stuff like that. Like yeah. that's what drew me. And I've always lived by those codes. So my it's just like naturally, life. you not and yeah. When I started Instagram, I never, I never showed that much because obviously you, you do get a bit fearful of judgment and, you know, people sort of looking at you a bit funny and all that sort of stuff. But again, living to that punk rock culture is like, well, fuck those guys. Like, yeah. I'm just going to do it anyway. So um, I always want to do the grungy, moody stuff. It did take a bit of effort to find a style of, say, photo editing because when I got serious about it I didn't know how to edit like I could take sort of photos I guess but I I didn't know how to edit a moody photo or a yeah. grungy photo or anything like that so that took a bit of time to learn look at some tutorials look at like you know other Instagram accounts and Pinterest and stuff like that to try and replicate some things and draw inspiration from things and just make it my own and then I just slowly over the years of doing it um, just found my own rhythm to it and I found my style and I just became I just stopped really caring even more about what people thought because I've got the ideas in my head yeah. like, they're always there but some of you are like oh man should I really put that out there that's like yeah. I get some concerning DMs from people so I was like yeah but that's just what's like there's nothing wrong with me it's just what's in my head and it's just I just want to get it out like I've shown you some of my story that I'm introducing like a character now to my to my Instagram account and I, I won't I didn't say, say that what is it oh so it's his name's Drust and um, I, I won't give too much away obviously I'm just gonna I'll say his name but I've got the story behind him um, sort of ready to go. I just got to, you know, post it and stuff, uh, which will probably be next week. Um, and he's just like, he's just a character in my story. He's just one of the people, like the voices in my head. Is he like an alternate version? An alternate you? version. It's what, like, where my, what's helping me tell the stories that I tell and 
some of the things I've been through and the way my worldview and how I see the world and I frame the world, that's trust. Cool. So it's now, you know, un- removing my face and see the mask beneath. Yeah. And that's who he is. So, yeah. I oh. guess that's kind of the goal of every creative is to like fully express yourself, fully express what you're thinking yeah. about. So, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it's that next level of, okay, like, sure, people know me, I guess, for my style of photography, my writing, like, how I write things especially. So now it's giving that, those mediums of creativity a face. Yeah. And that's who Drust is. Cool. So yeah, bring them to life, Sweet. I suppose. So it'll just it's just like another vessel of telling your story. Telling another story. And it's gonna be it's not gonna be the in depth stuff um, that I do with my own writing where I write, you know, quite a few sentences I suppose. Um, how I will structure I guess his stuff is more very simplistic, but it'll be more of the image that tells the story. Yeah. Very minimal writing. There'll probably be uh, I'm still working on the character count, but I dare say max four words to a caption. Yeah, and would these be photos of you or photos you're taking? No, like... it'd be photos of Drust. Okay. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not only me. <laughs> yeah, not me. Um, and when you're not shooting, what are you doing? Uh, if I'm not shooting, I'm learning. Um, constantly listening to like podcasts, watching tutorials, because... Um, I'm a visual person. I learn by either watching or doing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Me too. I'm reading. Um, I'm writing. Not writing so much. I don't put too much pressure on myself to write. I write when I feel yeah. inspired. I used to force myself to try and do my creative writing somewhat every night. Yeah, it just burnt out. That doesn't work. Like, is it like those times where you want to take photos, but you're just not inspired to take photos? Same thing with writing. Yeah. Um, That's what I feel like. Yeah. I kind of have to be inspired to go out and shoot. If I'm not inspired to go out and shoot, it's so much more difficult. I, I think is, but I mean, I can play devil's advocate to a lot of things um, because I like seeing both sides to a yeah. coin. Um, and I think sometimes you have to force yourself to do something, even if you don't want to, um, because... I think that can be an excuse to become lazy. Yeah. And that's how you lose momentum. You've got to keep the momentum going if you want to improve and get better. And I learned all of that mindset from my days as a mechanic um, because there'd be nights where I, say, had to fit headers to one of my... Inside my car, like the engine was in, I had to fit the headers. But obviously, it's all custom and you just don't want to do it. But it's only me. I've got to do it. Like, I can't yeah. just... The, the, no car has, the car has to run. Like, the car has to be finished. So, quit the excuses. Yeah. Quit crying and whinging about it. You don't want to do it and just sort of get on with it and get it done. And by forcing yourself to do that, it builds that mental toughness. And funny thing is, from that mental toughness, you get self-improvement. Yeah. It builds discipline and focus. So, and you pretty much had, like, if you've kind of been in that world where you've just had to do it. It has to be done. Need the worth ethic. <coughs> yeah. And now you're kind of in the creative world where you kind of more going off inspiration yeah but because you've had that experience you can like bring that you into your creativity in. yeah yeah you can you can draw from that if you're like okay i don't feel inspired but i have 1500 words to write i'm yeah. 300 words deep like last night i wrote a i wrote a blog and i was it was <laughs> like 10 49 p.m i think that's the time and i was 
in my second paragraph and I had quite a lot more to do given what I write and I could have easily just shut the laptop, gone to bed, whatever, but I stayed up till 12.30 and I completed about 1,700 words and got it done, re-edited, gone through, everything completed. So having that mindset of just... My, it's I use it to this day like my old boss he's old school Italian like my first mentor if you will and he says you don't go home until the job's done <laughs> my first day yeah. my first day as a first year apprentice that's what I got told I don't go home until the job's done whether that be no sweeping the floors no nothing you just get on with it like yeah. legit like get on with it like if it's you have a for example, a service to finish or you got the floors to mop or the benches to clean. The whole workshop has to be cleaned by the time you go home. If you're there till 8 o'clock cleaning, you're there till 8 o'clock cleaning. There's no if buts about it. So it's that mentality of just you don't go home until the job's done. And so I think um, if people want to continue to improve, you don't go home until the job's done. Yeah. You just get on with it. If you don't want to go to wherever it is that you like shooting, go anyway. Just so at that at that time you're kind of like oh man this sucks so yeah. much like why do I yeah. have to go through this yeah <laughs> but like now you're like you're kind of thankful that you learned hell yeah there's been so many times I've gone to the city and I'm like I just cannot be bothered like yeah. I just can't be bothered I'll just sit on a curb with my backpack next to me like I can't even bother taking my camera out but then that that, that Italian guy in the yeah. back here. <laughs> like, like, le- legitimately, the like, legitimate. I'm not even, like, you nailed it. Like, you don't go home until the job's done. Like, you came here to practice and take photos and just, you might get a thousand shit photos. You might not take one good one, but you don't go home until you clock a thousand photos on your camera. Yeah. Like, that's the mentality that stays with me all the time. Like, it's just in my DNA now. I've been, yeah, that, that's how it is. Sick. So, yeah, I think a lot of people should adopt that. Um into anything they want to do in life. It doesn't have to be a creative field. It could be in business, uh, whatever job that you have. Like, it just builds character. I, I'm a firm believer in that hard work mentality builds character. Yeah, sick. And um, I saw you started a YouTube channel recently. Yep, I decided to start um, YouTube. Um, so that, what's the idea behind that? Like, Because um, my blog's called The Story of My Life. Um which is, again, inspiration drawn from a one of my favourite songs from one of my favourite punk rock bands, Social Distortion. And the song actually literally goes through everything that a human would theoretically go through in their life, from school to work to, like, heartbreak to family. Like, it, it's called the story of my life. Like, it just goes through literally the story of his life. And I thought that was really interesting and really inspiring because you can relate to it so heavily because there's that emotion involved in how he's singing it, how the song's played, and you can't help but relate to it because pretty much most of it you've experienced yourself. Yeah. So I decided to just draw inspiration from that and titled the blog The Story of My Life. So starting from when I was a mechanic and I'd go through each stages of, say, my life, whether it be... Um, when I just started, which was the one I wrote last night, and the lesson that I learned from that point in my life, and go to the next chapter, and yeah. what was it? What's the lesson learned that you can then share to other people? And so now a vlog is pretty much running on the same concept as that. Okay. Um, just another another medium to share the story, but it's also to challenge myself. 
like I'm not really comfortable in front of yeah, the camera. Yeah, vlogging's hard, man. Especially yeah. when you started, it sucks. Like, like it, it, it is really hard. Like trying to because for me, writing comes extremely naturally. I and funny enough, like I did so bad at school with like, like I never did well in English or anything like that. Like, but I don't. I could be a natural gift. I don't know. Um, whereas a if I was to get in front of the camera to take a photo, I'm not as much now, but I'm still like, oh, I don't want to get my photo taken. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not com- too comfortable. So then it's like, well, let's go to the next extreme and do a video yeah. where you're walking, talking, moving, and putting a story together of a vlog and structuring it. And, I mean, obviously we see on YouTube, it looks fairly easy. Look, you, yeah. you could set up a camera here, talk, and it's like, yeah, yeah, that's, like, just, that's easy. It's easy, man. Just that's put fine. up a camera. But then when I did it, and it's like the amount of times I would hit stop, yeah. try again, stop, try again, because um, it's just a nerve thing, I think. Like, I know what I want to say, and I'll get so far, and then I'll, uh, uh, and I'd stutter, and I'd stop, and I'd just, I'd freeze up, start again. And it's, like, I like it, it's only because it's challenging. Yeah, that's, like, that's the same with me, like... I never really used to take photos of myself. So like by taking photos of myself, it's like I'm breaking my own barriers. Yeah. And the same with vlogging. Yeah, getting any comfort, comfort zone. zone. And like with vlogging, like people say, oh, they don't care. They don't care what people think. Like when you try vlogging in public, like that's, I reckon that's the limit. It's yeah. like, do you actually care what people think? Like you're holding a huge camera in front of your face, talking to it. Everyone's looking at you. But you just got to do it. You got to like break your own barriers and yeah, record yourself. Yeah, man. Like I like going through the city and like I do have a say a, a bit of a vlog that I want to film and I'm more, I'd have to walk amongst people. I'm like, Whoa. yeah, it's hard. <sighs> Even when you're doing it for ages, like pulling it out in front of people to film yourself, it's like it's difficult. Yeah, I'm just hoping that more the more you do it and the more comfortable you feel about like filming yourself yeah you'll just ignore everything that's happening around you i think it would become natural i hope so like from from what i hear other vloggers say about it that seems to be the method in the madness but i'm I'm only two episodes three episodes in like not like i i'm still experimenting with the whole platform like it's a different beast to instagram facebook tiktok like all of those platforms it's completely different and it's same as finding my style on instagram it's just finding a style on youtube and just learning like i could make the videos and keep them to myself and i'd be like oh no i don't want to yeah what's the point in it then so it's like do it finish it learn like I watch heaps of tutorials. I ask advice from friends and it's like, you know what, put it out. If one person watches it, I've done, I'd classify myself as a successful YouTuber. If one person takes away something from it, yeah. like people take away from my blogs and stuff like that, I've, I'd be pretty happy with that because the goal is not to be like a Peter McKinnon or something like that. Like that, They're like a golden goose. They're a diamond dozen. You, you'll not get a Peter McKinnon, I don't think, or a Casey Neistat for a very long time to come. So it's just a matter of just being passionate about what you're passionate about and creating. Cool. Sweet. Um, so what advice would you give like a 16-year-old creative in high school? So maybe if you're giving advice to yourself when you're 16... 
what would you <laughs> what would you tell man young morgs if it was me i would have said fuck high school and get out of there bail. Right? yeah bail on it um, pull up the camera start literally like, if, if, if i knew uh, i've had this discussion especially with my my dad and a couple other people if i knew like if i had a son or a daughter and they said to me dad i want to be a soccer player and they're in year nine ten and they, it's like they know they want to be a, they want to be a, uh, they want to play for australia or perth glory manchester united whatever it is i would pull them out of school and invest the money and the time into personal football coaches, yeah. uh, getting them into clubs. Hundred percent. And if you're not going to school, you're going to the gym. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna run. You're gonna. <laughs> you want to be all, a soccer player? You, you better be work work your ass but off, boy. It, but it's, yeah, exactly right, man. Like that's what if if that's what you want to do, then do it. School, like I enjoyed school. Don't get me wrong. I I, I really really enjoyed school. I have nothing bad to say about it. I just don't think. I think the system's damaged. I don't. That it's not designed to cater to like think of how many people go to one school and say each person wants to do something different with their lives not one teacher can cater to that amount of people so what they do is they give you a system follow the system so you, when you leave you go to uni to continue to yeah. your education or you get a job will keep you on the factory assembly yeah, line exactly that's the system so i would remove them from that system and let them do what they want to do because yeah. at the end of the day that's what's going to make them happy and they're more likely to put the time the effort and the commitment into it because it's what they want to do imagine how many people would probably go to uni get a, a year into their like masters or a degree and like fuck this like yeah. but i'm in it now like i might as well finish it and get the job but i don't really want to do this so, so then they go through their whole life like doing something that yeah, they don't want to do. Exactly, it's a hundred percent. I, look, I'm testament to that. I, I literally made a choice pretty much based off I don't want to go to uni because I don't like listening to a teacher. So I decided oh, I'll just get a job. Like, thankfully, it was somewhat of a job I kind of liked, but probably I worked for eleven years. I probably realized six years, seven years in that this isn't for me, and then made a transition to study and work to get out of it um so i yeah i would tell them to if that's what you want to do leave school um don't do it if you're in year 10 11 just leave um and just to don't be passionate about what you're passionate about and don't listen to what anyone else has to say because your yeah. opinion is the only one that matters because basically what the school system is doing is like they're teaching you to work for someone yeah. and to not think for yourself basically my my dream i remember i went to aquinas college um every thursday morning there would be that like assembly where you you go in and the headmaster gets up on stage and you know they have certain things that happen my and i remember every thursday there would be a guest speaker and it would be old boys from the school or someone from outside the school and my dream, like, I would personally, if I ever have kids and have a son, I would purposely send them to Aquinas, despite how expensive it is, um, only so I could hopefully get the opportunity to stand up on stage and tell every single student <laughs> in that school yeah. to be like, fuck this school. <laughs> You're not going to take any... Like, they teach you the fundamentals. Okay, awesome. I can teach you the fundamentals. Like, yeah. YouTube by that exactly. time, or YouTube, whatever man. platform's available at that time, that can teach you the fundamentals. Skillshare, all those things. Fuck school. Like, if you want to be a professional scooter rider, well, why aren't you at a skate park now on your scooter practicing? Exactly. Because, like, like, they are, like their jobs, they, they get employed to yeah. teach, so they're not going to 
tell the person like Bale School, yeah. do what you're passionate about. Like if, if if I was a student, I went, oh, Mister Such and Such, or Miss Such and Such. I don't really want to do geography. I I want to do photography, and I like taking photos. They're not going to care. Like you're not going to learn anything from them because yeah. they're not going to care. You're better off literally like what uh, say we do and stuff like that is when we meet up and stuff and you learn from other exactly, people yeah. and you find those mentors or you go to, I'm sure TAFE, I think, do like a photography um, like unit, uh, I think. Do shit like that. Like find the thing that you want to do and tunnel vision. Like yep. focus on it and do that and never stop. No matter how many, even if people tell you like I got shunned on so many times by even my friends uh, my family, parts of them, that, oh, why am I leaving a full-time stable job to go freelance and earn nothing? And I, yeah. have, a, and I have a mortgage and I have all of these things. And I said, and now, I mean, given the current situation, things have sort of changed a little bit or might change. But for a year and a half, I was like, well, I'm still here, paying my mortgage, yeah. being able to do what I want to do. And you're still going to your job that you don't like. So, <laughs> like... Yeah, you just got to be committed to it. Like it's a long game, like a long game. If yeah. you think it's gonna happen within a week, where you're gonna make make it, which is subjective, like what's making it, um, yeah, you're not gonna you, you don't start, don't do it. Yeah, because you'll fail. And like with YouTube, because I actually I have a degree in photography, <coughs> and um, yeah, so I studied it, but like they do teach you about the history of photography and like different. Um, historical photographers, which is cool, but there's nothing on how to make a living from photography. Like, no. and basically, I I didn't learn from the textbooks or whatever or the teacher. I learned from YouTube. So basically, hmm. this yeah, I, I pretty a lot of my like, yeah, a lot of my skills in photography is from YouTube, and I think maybe that's the future yeah. of creative I, education. I think, I think yeah. it will. I think it will all go to platforms like. YouTube, Skillshare, and stuff like that. Um, but I also think that even, again, playing devil's advocate, I think a lot can be said to, well, why not fuck YouTube and everything else and just why don't you pick up a camera and you learn. Like, you just experiment with it. That's how I did it. Like, yeah, I guess like, there's different. There's a lot of different ways. Like there's a lot, lot of different ways. To, I, I think nothing beats just... Real life practice. Just do it. Just, yeah. like... You don't know how to adjust shutter speed. All right, well, Pick pick up your camera, figure (laughs) it out. Like play with it. Yeah. Like play with it. Learn. Like it's um, it's that combined with say platforms like YouTube, I think is a winning combination. I don't. I I, that's how I learned. I never. I never went to school for photography. Yeah. I purely learned by sitting in as sort of morbid as it sounds, sitting in laneways in the middle of the city at 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning because it's the only time I had because my routine would be work 6 a.m. till 6 p.m. Then I'd go home to do my TAFE work because I thought I at least needed a piece of paper to seem like I was legit. Do my TAFE work and study for... So by the time I got home, it was about 6.30, shower, eat, 7.30, study till about 9.30, 10-ish and do my work into the city because I lived in... uh, Cloverdale, uh, Rivervale, sorry. So I was only 10 minutes down the road and I would just walk around and I would play on my camera. Yeah. Just, just... It's a real life it. practice real and life like practice. connecting with other photographers, hanging out, yeah. shooting. And then all of a sudden you start finding a rhythm. You start learning and you start finding a style gradually and then, you know, people start taking notice 
of what you're doing because you're sharing it. I just started putting my street photos up. I changed my whole Instagram from, hey, here's me and my friends on a Saturday night out at like Amplifier Bar to, okay, well, I want to share now what I'm creating. I feel confident that I'm doing something pretty cool. And you get a little bit of feedback, maybe a few more likes, which is a vanity metric, but it does make you think, oh, well, people like it. I'm valuing it, yeah. Um, and you just keep doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it. And up until this point. So it hasn't let me down so far, but it's, um, again, it's never been for the likes. It's never, uh, it's never been for attention. It's never been for everything. It's just, I... I need, I like sharing what I create because I have, it's very hard to describe what's going on in my head because there's so much happening all the time. But it's like an expression of just getting it out. It's like, you know, it's like some people go to a gun range to shoot and stuff like that. I have to release that creativity. That's why I write so much. That's why I take so many photos. That's why, and I just pick, you know, one or two just to, just to share. Maybe someone takes something from it. And with your, the things that you're creating, um, like photography, for example, do you think quality or quantity? Like some people are like, oh, I've got to get the content out there, got to get out, or do you want to <laughs> like time it and be like, all right, this is a quality thing, I'm going to put that out there? Good question. Um, I guess it depends what your goal is, but I think no matter what, overall, I think um, quality will always, I think quality will do it. I used to be about quantity because I used to listen to all the noise that was out there of like for the likes of your Gary Vee and stuff saying oh 500 pieces of fucking content a day on Instagram and 1200 on YouTube and fucking whatever so that's a that's a lot man like but then I think well okay strategically mathematically maybe how much content gets how much content would the average person see a day on Instagram then combine that with Facebook TikTok Pinterest YouTube all of these platforms that's a lot someone's absorbing so if you have that one that just stops someone, yeah. like just stops someone, whoa, like that's a crazy image. For example, be the image if we're talking about Instagram, it'll be the image that stops them first. And then they might, if you hook them enough with the image, they might read like your caption. If you have something captivating in your caption that can really resonate with them and how they're feeling, then that person like, oh, you might, you know, get another follower out of that or they might share it again or you know like you've shared some of my stuff before on your story so obviously what I wrote resonated with you in a way enough for you to be like holy shit this is awesome like I need to share that with my community now so I think that quality factor is more important than quality uh quantity sorry um I only say that just based on how much is being how much is being produced like it's crazy but then it'll get to a point where like you could say get to a peter mckinnon level for example somewhere around those realms and you might not post something for two months but you post something and you're going to get all these viewers to your channel because they you've just built up that connection with everyone yeah and so but again it comes down to what your maybe it's quantity are. in the practice and then the things that you're releasing yeah quality, you want that to be quality and life changes as well like you know t- a year ago i had way more time to just produce 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 but like with most things in a progression of life like i started getting more clients i started meeting people my priorities started changing i decided to slow down a little because i was burning myself out quite a lot because i thought uh, I had to write a blog every night. Uh, 
and then I'd beat myself up too much. Oh man, I just didn't get that blog done last night. And now yeah. it's on today and I got all this on today. And then, yeah, it's just the work that catches up with you. And I think it's just like, I think if you take the time to really have a sort of a plan, you know what, I want to take an, I, I want to take an image like this. This is the type of image I want to take. Yeah. And you just spend a bit of time just doing it and then sharing. That's why with Drust, for example, I had the idea for so long. I've always wanted to just... Like, when did you have it? Like, last year or...? Um, I, yeah, probably around Halloween last year was when it would really kick in. I love Halloween. It's my favorite season of the year. And I love the sort of the ideology or the, you know, the mystery behind a mask and stuff like that. And I wanted to give my what I felt inside and the, and the voices inside, if you will, a, a face. And I wanted... But I wanted to just build a character I wanted yep. to like, like a movie in a way um, I wanted to create a character by himself it has no um, ties to me it, it's on his own and he's got a backstory he's got a, a, a meaning and he's got all of those things and again just any chance I could would just spend a little bit of time figuring it out and so I mean of, really everyone on online is putting out a character like yeah who someone portrays it's not really you it's just exactly. like I'm gonna put out me I'm a photographer but really like I like I enjoy other things but, but it's like take the face off and look at the mask underneath kind of thing like it's so it's just bringing that side to life mm-hmm. and just giving it um a voice um, to be honest, I forgot where we were going before. I don't know. I, I was going to ask, um, so like right now, which areas of photography like are you kind of earning a living from? Is it portraits? Is it weddings? Is it, um, what is it? I don't do I don't do weddings. Um, it's not my thing. It's too happy and nice <laughs> for me. No, there's. Honest. I swear, there's some people that <laughs> wear like black and. Look, if there was like a full punk goth like kind of wedding like that could be wanted, your niche man. yeah yeah but it's just like you know like i i would definitely be into that um mainly the majority of my living comes from both marketing and photography it's not so much i don't want to tunnel like for example right now with the coronavirus you know how many photographers would be losing jobs yeah and i've had like, a few cancellations like cancellations i've had two myself um and i totally understandable but um, in the marketing industry, yeah, it takes a hit, but not as greatly as other um, like job like professions. So I do mix it up between my marketing and my photography. Most photography comes from yeah, like doing portraits and stuff. Um, and then my, my street photography is just for me. I'll never monetize, try and monetize my street photography um, unless I got offered like. Thousands and thousands, just yeah. for whatever. I doubt it, but um, street photography's always been for me. It's always been an escape and a release, and I'll never ever try and monetize it. Um, but yeah, pretty much just portraits, man. And like, like, what has what is your kind of opinion on the whole coronavirus situation? I mean, people going crazy at you, man. Oh, <laughs> dude, like, um, again, I can go both sides of this. I think, um, I think the news blows it out of proportion i think they just try and induce fear and panic into people which they've done successfully and then you're going to get the small masses who take that as gospel and they too will go 
do extreme things like the whole toilet paper situation and stuff like that, which... I mean, the media's just pumping yeah, it. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It, and it's... Then those people spread more fear and panic. It's contagious. Fear and panic are contagious. It gets into other people and then it builds and then the whole world goes into a meltdown when let's look at the stats of what's actually going on and if we all just do our small part like look it's a real thing and i'm not going to deny that if you just do your small part where you know don't go out as much but look at the vent oh you don't, i have to stay indoors it was like well if you went out on a friday saturday night how much money would you spend yeah just look <laughs> at an opportunity to save some money like um look at it as a way of oh i get to you've got a uh, series on Netflix that you want to binge watch, now you've yeah, got the time it, to do yeah. it. So people, we're quick to jump to focusing on the negatives and it's very easy. It's biologically put in us to concentrate on negatives. Thus, I think most of it comes from the media. Um, but if you focus on the positives, I think it's okay. Like, you, you're going to be fine. Just do the right things. Just, you know, as I say, wash your hands, stay away from crowds. And it'll, it'll Did be you fine. see those videos of people like fighting over the toilet? Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it's, it's absolutely madness. And here we are, we just got through a bushfire and people willing to help each other and donate um, money hmm. and do whatever they can for bushfire victims. Yet they're going to fight over toilet paper. Like, to me, that's just madness. That is crazy like and people buying all this milk and like i've gone to i went to audi in belmont the other day to just do my groceries no milk no milk i went to iga all that they left was soy milk and it's like i'm a fan of soy milk oh yeah (laughs) like look i'll drink if i have to drink it but i like my full cream yeah um but it's like if you're buying all this milk how long do you think it's gonna last like yeah, like if you buy that all one go, it's just gonna expire. The, yeah, off milk. Like it's it's cr- it, it's but. crazy. Like these sort of people thinking it's the end of end of the world kind of thing. But and then yeah, you go like, well, where did it come from? Like well, you know, I said like, how funny would it be if all the toilet paper companies of the world came to you and said, look, because there's so much of us and not many people buy toilet paper, we're all in a bit of a downturn of keeping our companies afloat. So if we just produce like maybe a bit of a panic in the world or like a, a threat that will get people to go into like a full like end of the world type mindset and bunker down and not come out, which would increase the sales <laughs> of toilet paper. It's the toilet paper Illuminati. Exactly. And I said, <laughs> now how funny would that be? Like that perfect marketing. Like Man, there's been marketing. so many good like jokes and memes going around. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, been one of the good things. Like, it, yeah, memes. you gotta have the you gotta have a bit of light humor towards. Like, it is a serious it is a serious issue, but I don't think we should take it super super seriously. I just think we just do our little piece just to like like to contain it. I guess like that's why yeah. with my work and stuff, I just stay at home now. And as I guess much it's, as I can. it's also a good time to like kind of innovate and switch it up. Like even the schools, they're going online now. Like yeah. maybe it was about time that they would go online yeah. and teach. And, and maybe it's a lesson for people to like, uh, for maybe organizations to just change a few things and switch things up and do whatever that they need to do. Um, I just said to focus on the, focus on the positives. What's, what's the point of looking at the negatives? You're yeah. not, you're not going to get anywhere. If you focus on the positives, like you will, might be inspired or motivated to do like you might not be into going to the gym or working out because you're cooped up at home you might just start doing some sit-ups now you've got time now you've got time <laughs> so just yeah switch the mindset it's perspective it, it always is perspective and 
unfortunately because we all live on our mobile phones and because the news is just putting out so much stuff you can't help but feel negative about it. that's why i see even on my instagram stories now of like people like detoxing for like an hour a day two hours a day off their phone because they just can't handle the news anymore yeah so it's yeah it's just let it go and um where do you see the world in 25 years? Oh, <laughs> shit. One of these questions. Oh, see the world in 25 years. Because um, I got some, like, interesting things. What do you mean? Well, like, like they're releasing 5G internet. So internet's going to be, like, super fast. Yeah. Like, some people already have it. I think it will all be... I think a lot of things will be um, AI and online. Um, Is photography safe? No. AI photographers, robots. You could, but you again, this is what it comes back to, which is what I try and put into people as much as I can of that whole depth of feeling over depth of field yeah. concept. Because a robot's never going to be able to see what you see if you can tell a story. And it's not going to be able to write like you write. Like You can tell a robot, write me 500 words on fucking global warming. It'll probably give you facts, figures, statistics numbers it'll be all quantitative but how someone else could write about global warming that really gets beneath the skin of somebody beneath the surface and touches them emotionally and connects with them you're going to have more of an impact so same with photography i don't think robots will ever be able to do that my thing where it could be is that because now, so many people see photography, videography, cinematography, whatever it is, is like the 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 laptop lifestyle and just going everyone's, to, a, everyone's photographer. a photographer, everyone's a photographer. I can do video. That's when it's going to be shit, okay? But it that's where it comes to branding yourself and doing something differently and letting your work speak for itself. Like, you, you people are going to have to step up the game dramatically in the years to come, like, dramatically that's what i think personally um so like do you think everyone like yourself you've got like a solid personal brand do you think if you want to be creative and stand out you've got to kind of go that route yeah like i mean i think a lot of people would see me as the person that is like more of the moody grungy sort of stuff if you see a moody photo or something yeah, i don't like know that. anyone else doing that like to you're gonna you're gonna sort of somewhat think of me which is pretty cool um, the way I write, no one, and I'm not saying it to toot my own horn, but no one can write like I write. It's Ooh. not possible. No one can. Yeah, everyone. I can't write like you write. Yeah, everyone so has their own strengths and weaknesses, yeah. and that's what you need to focus on. So I knew that I could write. Like I just had a feeling like just oh yeah, I can put some words together. Like I'm not an author or anything. I'm not a J.K. Rowling. I can't do that level of writing, but like it was just a, it was actually an old friend of mine who got me the idea of just doing a blog it doesn't have to be long a thousand words 1500 words or something i was like, oh yeah i could i could probably do that and look at first it was a bit difficult because i was only used to doing a few sentences and then just again with that practice and repetition and it's you know doing some like if i had to some extra research into things and to just look a little bit deeper into stuff beside what's going on in my head i could blow that out to a point now where I could just do it at the click of my fingers. I can just pick a topic, I'll do some research on it, look at some Instagram posts, just to, you know, some visual sort of inspiration and just get writing. 
just cool. come to it. So it's just doing stuff like that to differentiate yourself because it's going to get even more flooded. You're going to get like, I got friends who have kids and they're in high school and their goal is to be an Instagram influencer. They all want to be influencers. Cool. That That's like a job. Yeah, it and is it, a job. And it's like, and I'm just like, that's, that's, that's madness. Like that's, that's, you're only going to lead to disappointment. I, I mean, think. technically you're a photography influencer though. Yeah, but I don't. I don't see myself as an influencer. I'll never. Like you I, I influence hate... people. If you have followers, you're you influence people. But who said, who said that? Well, like if you have like an audience. But what have I influenced you to do? You just you can, you influence you influence me to maybe take to like inspire me to take different photos maybe. Oh, that's awesome. But I'll never classify. You, like... you can't. You cannot like brand yourself as a influencer, but uh, maybe you influence people. Would you say? No, if, on my tombstone, I, like, depending how my life goes, I'm going to have two tombstones, depending right. how my life goes. Amazing dad, amazing husband, all right, photographer. Or it'll be amazing person or amazing friend, all right, photographer. <laughs> Nothing about in influencer or anything like that. Influencer, because- celebrity, <clears throat> YouTuber. <laughs> Any other word you hate? <laughs> I, I, but I, I'm just, I, I just hear that I'm just yeah, fair pa- enough. Passionate about what I'm passionate about. Yeah, that's it. Cool. And um, my last question is, you've got a blog post. Um, I think it's you should think more about your own death. Is it? Yeah. So can you tell us more about this concept? <laughs> um, so <laughs> got <Hello>. a dog <laughs> visitor. <laughs> um, so at the beginning of 2020, um, a friend of mine. Uh, that I'd known for many years passed away on her birthday. So she, it's not funny, obviously, but she was born and she died on the same day. It was, she went through um, a bit of a battle with health issues uh, for a couple of years and, you know, the fight just came, came to an end. And, you know, you come to the end of one year and people pumping up, putting their posts up of 2020 is going to be the year and do this in 2020 and whatever it is. And, you know, I was, you know, subjected to that. I, I had a vision of what I wanted to do and I had goals. I write down my goals every year and, you know, make a plan to do them. And when I saw the news on Facebook that she died, I was actually sitting at my desk and I took a moment and it just hit me like was this like, when you decided to just um do your creativity you take that creative path or was it after uh as in right create a path in what way like, like you were doing um you were being you're a mechanic and then oh no this was this year man oh this yeah, year yeah oh, okay. uh, first of january 2020 yep. yeah is when she passed away oh, okay um and yeah, when I, I just took a, I just took a moment and it hit, it really hit me. Even though I hadn't spoken to her in a, like a couple of years, kind of thing. Like, um, kind of drifted away, but it still affects you nonetheless. And I just thinking about how her mum must be feeling, her dad, her boyfriend, her friends, and stuff like that, and just so young. Um, just you know, twenty eight. That make you reflect on your life. Yeah, it just made made me reflect a lot on what. I have been doing with my life, like what I've done with my life, where I am right now in my life and what I want to do in my Because you, you don't know when the reaper comes knocking, that's it, your time's up. And you don't know when that's going to be. You could die tomorrow. You could die, you literally, literally. I could walk out here right now, get hit by a car and that's that's a wrap. Um, 
so you just want to, you know, like, it just made me really think about my death, like, as, as a, you know, as a morbid way, it's a morbid way of thinking, but it puts perspective on your life, like, it makes you really, really think and evaluate what you've been doing, and, um, it's nothing to sort of give me a little bit of sort of relief from a very chaotic world. It is to put perspective on things. And I felt obliged in a way um, to write something that would maybe just get people to just think a little bit differently. Yeah, cool. That's all. Like, awesome. Yeah, so uh, time, is, time is pretty short, I think. Um, and we do take it for granted. We do waste a lot of it. Um, and I just think like everyone just wants to be happy. So why not spend the time that you have being the happiest that you can be? Yep. Happy and fulfilled. Yeah. yeah happy and fulfilled. That's, that's the goal. Well, some might think that's a sad way to end the podcast, but I think yeah. it's a perfect way. That's, that's, that's my that's, brand. That's more than <laughs> a little bit grungy, a little bit real <laughs> and philosoph- philosophical. So thank you so much, Morgan, no, for you. being on the Digital Creators Podcast. Thanks for having me. Can't wait to come back. No if I'm allowed. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'll make it more happier next time. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so where can people find your, you on like social media and stuff? Um, so my Instagram is at morgan.nesbitt, N-E-S-B-I-T-T. Uh, Facebook is just my name. YouTube is just my name. Uh TikTok is just my name. Oh, he's on TikTok as well? Yeah, I'm still debunking that one. Like, you know, uh, I get sucked into watching too many videos on it. I'm not going to lie. It's addictive. It's addictive. Um, but I do give it a go. Um, yeah, that's pretty much pretty much it. Yeah. Sweet. Well, thanks, man. Thank you very much. I've never done a live on Instagram. I never...